welcome to that human bio thing. This is episode 11 and we're going to look at mutations and gene pools. Now before we start we need to understand that within a population there is variation. The variation is caused because you receive two pieces of information. One set of information from your mum and the other set of information from your dad. And as a result of that you get chromosomes that pair up and at particular positions on those chromosomes called loci or singular locus what you'll find is genes. Genes are sections of DNA that code for a particular polypeptide and as a result of those genes it formulates the person. In other words the genetic code which you learned about in year 11 is contained within those genes, sections of DNA that code for a particular polypeptide as I said already. Now those genes are can have alternative forms. Those alternative forms of genes are allomorphic genes. Allomorphic means alternative forms and we shorten that to a word called allele and alleles are the alternative forms of the genes. Now within a population you may have for a particular characteristic several genes or several alternative forms. In other words you have several alleles and what we do is we say that the sum of all those alleles in a given population are known as the gene pool and the allele frequency is the number of times or the number of occurrences of that particular allele for that particular characteristic within that population. A population is a group of organisms of the same species living in a particular, living together in a particular place at a particular time. Now, what causes alleles to be formed? Well, you can have different types of mutation. A mutation is a change to the normal. And so in the case of a gene mutation, it occurs within a specific gene. Sometimes it occurs or usually occurs within a particular spot, spot or specific position on the gene. In other words, a nucleotide may be replaced or deleted or inserted. And in this situation, because it's only happening at one point within the gene, we call it a point mutation. So you could say that a gene mutation could have several point mutations within it, but usually when you look at your textbook you'll see that most uh, gene mutations are actually point mutations because more than one point mutation, in other words more than one change to a, mut a nucleotide would result in too much differentiation or too much differences which would result in lethal genes and as a result of that the organism would not form. So when we talk about a gene mutation, we're usually talking about a point mutation, a specific change to a nucleotide. The other type of mutation you can get is a chromosomal mutation. In a chromosomal mutation, all or part of a chromosome is missing. In other words, several genes are affected. Now sometimes where it's completely missing, we call it monosomy, where you have an additional gene, we'd call it trisomy. But it's a chromosomal mutation because, as I say, it affects more than one gene within the chromosome. Now, moving on to what can cause mutations. Agents that can cause mutations are known as mutagens. Mutagens or mutagenic agents are of different types. For example, you again have learnt this in year 11 potentially, that in the development of a fetus, you can get mutations or teratogens which cause changes or uh, changes to the genes, uh, such as X-rays or exposure to ionisation radiation, and these things or certain chemicals they can cause changes. Now, genes can uh, occur within the body cells. Body cells, another word for body, is soma. So these are uh, changes that occur within the somatic cells, and we call them somatic mutations. Somatic mutations are not passed on because they usually occur within adult cells. 
and they can cause things such as cancer for if they're carcinogenic they can cause the uncontrolled mitosis which results in ca uh, cancers being formed these as i say these mutations are not passed on to the children and uh, in the same way that phenotypic changes uh, changes to the appearance of an organism the phenotype they aren't passed on in the same way neither of these somatic mutations germinal or germline mutations can be passed on to your children because they are changes that occur within the gametes the sex cells and an example of that would be such a disease such as uh, pku or phenylketonuria and this can arise from a mutation during the formation of gametes and can be passed on to the offspring Whilst many mutations are harmful, some ha have no obvious effect and we would call them benign. There are still others that are beneficial and we'll come back to that when we look at the beneficial or advantageous alleles when we look at some of the mechanisms of evolution. They may give a selective advantage, for example, if their selection pressure, the environment in a particular situation, uh, basically results in that allele being of an advantage to that organism which survives to reproduce. But as I say, we'll come back to that. There are those point mutations which are masked in most individuals because they are recessive in nature. Therefore, the dominant gene masks them. So the organism is heterozygous for that particular characteristic. Hetero means different, zygous within the zygote where the egg and sperm join together. And what you get is a heterozygous individual who carries the lethal or the recessive gene, uh, which is a mutation in this, point, in this example, and it's therefore what we call a mutant allele. Um, but doesn't express any of the characteristics because it's not present in their phenotype. Uh, when those two, however, if two parents who are both carriers, both heterozygote for the condition, there's a 25% chance that they will pass on their lethal gene and that they'll form a homozygous recessive and that will cause a lethal recessive um, which will cause death in the individual they are found in, sadly. Other mutations are called conditional lethals. This is extra information because they're only caused death if the individual with the allele is exposed to a particular environmental factor. For example, favism is a sex-linked inherited condition that causes the individual to develop hemolytic anemia if they eat favor beans, which uh, I don't know if that's a particular favorite of yours. Now, in the syllabus, there are three uh, gene mutations or point mutations that I mentioned. Thalassemia, sickle cell anemia and Tay-Sachs disease. Thalassemia is an alteration of one of the genes that produces either the alpha or beta haemoglobin chains. Depending on how many genes are altered, it will determine the degree of anemia that results in that individual. It's potentially fatal to young babies unless they receive a blood transfusion quickly. If they have four genes altered, two on each chromosome, they have a condition called alpha thalassemia, a condition that um, is pretty um, pretty fatal really and it causes death shortly uh, either at birth or shortly after birth now in Mediterranean re regions it's not uncommon for cousins or it wasn't uncommon for cousins to marry each other and so in their gene pool uh, the don't forget the gene pool is all the alleles that are present for a particular organism for or for a particular characteristic the allele frequency of thalassemia is quite high and so that means that the frequency is higher whereas in Australia the, al the alleles are not as prevalent uh, in the wider population but it is quite high amongst those of Mediter Mediterranean descent and particularly immigrants from Italy and, and Greece and their descendants. How do we treat uh, thalassemia? 
Well, people who have thalassemia require frequent blood transfusions throughout their life, and also they may need a process called chelation therapy, whereby they're given a chemical that binds with iron and other heavy metals to help remove the excess iron that is found in their body. A bone marrow transplant may be necessary or surgery to remove the spleen or gallbladder. Sickle cell anemia is something that you're probably more familiar with. You would have come across it in year 11. And this is where what happens in this situation, the DNA molecule that codes for the beta amino acid chain in hemoglobin has a mutation whereby adenine is replaced by thymine. So this is an example of what we call a substitution mutation. It is a point mutation. It's where one nucleotide is replaced by another. And so the formation, instead of getting glutamic acid, you get the for a, an amino acid known as valine. And so instead of uh, being separate, the alpha and beta sections of the hemoglobin, they tend to stick to each other. And so they, look, they can look a little bit sickle cell shaped hence the name sickle cell anemia. Uh, they're not all sickle cell shaped, they're just abnormal. Early symptoms may include painful swelling in the hands, the feet, you, the people who have sickle cell anemia can't carry as much oxygen so they suffer from fatigue because they can't break down the glucose as easily during respiration and so uh, this is not a good condition. Sometimes their skin can have an appearance of being very yellow so they have a condition known as jaundice and the disease unfortunately again is usually fatal as sickle cells are un not, unable to carry as much oxygen as I said before. However the sickle cell trait may be something that is selected for in certain areas of the world. It is known that the Anopheles which is a mosquito uh, a female Anopheles will need a blood meal so what she'll do is she'll bite an infected person and in that uh, taking of a blood meal she'll take up the plasmodium bacteria. The plasmodium bacteria is what causes malaria and so then they'll go to an uninfected person, these are Anopheles, and they'll bite them and the unaffected person will then be injected with this bacteria, the plasmodium, which will result in malaria. However, this bacteria is unable or finds it more difficult, I shouldn't say it's unable, but it's more difficult for it to infect sickle cells. And so as a result of that, uh, people who have sickle, partial sickle cell anemia, in other words, it's co-dominant, uh, it's, although it's re slightly recessive, it's co-dominant, so it affects 30 to 40% of their red blood cells. Uh, it means that they can survive normally, um, but also they're not, they don't get the sickle cell anemia. So they don't get malaria and they don't get sickle cell anemia. And as a result of that, the heterozygotes survive to reproduce. And that means that if you have two heterozygotes together, the, like, you increase or you maintain the sickle cell trait within the population. And as a result of that, uh, in places where malaria is prevalent, the sickle cell trait remains. It is no advantage to have the sickle cell trait in places such as Australia. And so as a result of that, it's selected against. And that's because people don't generally get malaria, and so they reach reproductive age, and therefore the percentage or the frequency of the alleles of the sickle cell trait is significantly lower. Now with increasing migration, it is possible that there would be a slight increase in the allele frequency of the sickle cell trait, but this is not a, uh, something that's significant at this point in time in the general population within Australia. The final one is Tay-Sachs disease. Tay-Sachs disease is uh, a defect of one of the genes coding for the enzyme hexaminidase A, or hexA for short. 
And what happens in this situation is that there's the buildup of fatty acids in the nerve system. So normally this hex A will regulate the amount of fat on, on the nerves, but in this situation that's not possible. So you get the buildup, over buildup, accumulation of this fat, and it results in blindness, deafness, and reducing in the ability to swallow. Sadly, there is no cure for TSD, but pain can be relieved with medication and seizures can be managed. However, a baby with the condition will, de will develop normally for the first few months and then deterioration causing mental and physical disabilities begins. Now, if you can hear cars in the background, that's because I'm sat outside. I hope that won't detract from you too much. Death, unfortunately, usually results early in childhood or in early childhood. Now, individuals of Jewish descent from the Akhenzar Nazi Jews, uh, they have a higher frequency for in their gene pool and again they're a community that didn't really or isolated themselves and so you didn't really see uh, or the, the frequency of that gene is much much higher in Ashkenazi Jews I probably didn't say that correctly the first time and people with of descendants from the Ashkenazi Jews can trace their roots to a group of about 330 people who lived 600 to 800 years ago and so they are the three main uh, point mutations. Before I move on to chromosomal mutations and how they are formed, I would like to just mention the fact that sickle cell anemia and thalassemia are both examples of blood disorders. So it might be worth looking at the comparing and contrasting those two and just see what similarities there are and differences between them. So obvious one difference is it affects Mediterranean or thalassemia affects Mediterranean people of Mediterranean descent I should say, whereas sickle cell Anemia tends to affect those who are found in the uh, areas where malaria is prevalent, such as Western Africa. Right, we'll move on to chromosomal mutations. As I said before, chromosomal mutations are where all or part of a chromosome are affected. And in this situation, several genes are affected. Now, the way that these can be formed are, are a number. Again, you can get deletion, a, a portion of the chromosome is lost or removed completely. You can get inversion where part of the chromosome becomes unattached and reattaches itself uh, in an inverted position. In other words, the chromosome is uh, turned into upside down as it were. So if it was ABC, it becomes CBA. Translocation means where a portion of chromosome breaks off and rejoins at a different point, either on the same chromosome or with a different chromosome. Duplication means that a section of chromosome is repeated or doubled and this results in the repetition of a gene sequence. And non-disjunction, which you will have learnt about in chapter 24 of year 11, or the year 11 textbook of human perspectives, is where the chromosomes fail to separate in anaphase one or two of meiosis. And as a result of that, uh, you end up with an extra chromosome in one of the cells, but you end up with one less chromosome in the other Cell. So sometimes this is referred to, having an extra chromosome is referred to as aneuploidy, which means a change in chromosome number. Now Down syndrome is probably one of the most well-known examples of non-disjunction. This is non-disjunction at chromosome 21, and we call that trisomy 21 or Down syndrome. Other examples would include Pato syndrome, which is an extra chromosome 13, and this results in individuals with mental retardation and a small head and a sloping forehead. Klein-Feltzer syndrome, which affects about 1 in 650 men. This may result in individuals who have a genetic constitution of XXY or XYY, and sufferers suffer from infertility, low testosterone and small testes. 
examples of monosomy would include Crudichat syndrome, which is where part of chromosome 5 is missing. And the infants have this high-pitched cry, which sounds a bit like a cat. And it's characterised, the condition is characterised by intellectual disability and delayed development. Turner syndrome, these females have a missing X chromosome, so their genotype is X0, and often individuals with this condition don't survive pregnancy. And so they are examples of chromosomal mutations. And that is the end of this podcast.